Welcome back and happy Friday. We got a jam slammed episode today. Are we gonna start with the breaking breaking twelve hours ago news? Let's do it. Oh my god. I woke up, I fell asleep. Um, so ten thirty central time, both of us were already asleep. So we both Yeah, I, I, I think it was like ten o'clock. <laughs> I didn't even uh, finish the Cardinal Saints game. I it went, as soon as Eno scored that touchdown, I was like, Yeah, it's over. See, I didn't even stay up for that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, well, Eno did a good job already. Whatever he gets, the rest of the night's just extra toppings for me. Um, but woke up at 1, one o'clock, 2 o'clock like normal. I uh, can never sleep through a night. And my phone's just blown up. I'm like, what the hell? Did someone die? Yeah, the Panthers died. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every single Panthers fan died last night. Oh, God. <laughs> just... So, for people who don't know, Christian McCaffrey, um, drafted by the Panthers, uh, he's been their best. Him and Cam Newton kind of set up that foundation. Uh, he got shipped off to San Francisco last night. The, this was a huge, huge statement by the 49ers. They're not just going to stand by and let you know let this year be what it is. Lance getting hurt. Let's just see what Jimmy G does. They're the NFC favorites right now with the Eagles. Yeah, they really are. I mean, you know, we know what they can do with any running back. Like any running right. back has maybe not the like a top five running back success, but they are a solid running back, not even for fantasy, but for football relevancy as well. And now you just added the number one, you know, dual threat running back to this team. And I think it's going to help them more as a team than for fantasy purposes. For sure. So they didn't even give up a first-round pick. They gave up. They didn't have any to give up. Right. That's what I'm saying. They gave up a 2023 second, third, fourth, and then a 2024 fifth. So the Panthers ended up getting four draft picks out of it. The Panthers said they wanted multiple firsts. They didn't even get one. No, and I think just because – I mean – the Bills weren't even the number three. I saw there were three actual trades in there, and it was between them and the Rams. Um, and I, I don't. I guess I don't know what the Rams had offered. It couldn't have been a first because I, they weren't turned down. Uh, I don't even know if the Rams have a first to give up. Honestly, it would have been a late, late first. But yeah, both of these would have been late first, obviously. Right. But. I mean, not, and, then, and then they said last night, DJ Moore is not in the move. And then first thing I saw this morning, about maybe 8 a.m., expect DJ Moore to be traded in the next couple of days. Oh, all I saw was he was a core piece of the foundation. He wasn't going to be traded. So I didn't see that. that yeah, that's what I saw. And then, you know, later on, I saw he expect him to be traded. So fantasy relevancy, Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson, woof. It's... In my opinion, if McCaffrey is playing this week, this is the absolute last game you can think about playing Jeff Wilson. Yes. So, other than that, if you're in a redraft, I would drop him if Mitchell's back. He's going to be the third running back. He'll be on the field 10% of snaps. Mitchell, when he comes back, oh, man, I hope it's See, not a do, time Do you chance. think Mitchell will take over for Jeff? Yeah. I don't – I mean, Jeff Wilson, you take out this one bad game – which he still was averaging four yards a carry. He's been great. So, and, you know, why would I bring back Mitchell, who was injured half the season last year, first game back half. Like, why would I not put Ride Jeff Wilson as a backup behind McCaffrey? So, I think I'm keeping both because we, we know the RB curse in San Francisco. They're still good handcuffs. They are good. And – but but we and you know we know that or we know the curse for running backs and just the San Francisco team in general for injuries. We know Christian McCaffrey's injury history. Like this isn't. You know, I'm not hoping obviously McCaffrey gets hurt just because I have Jeff Wilson. Like McCaffrey's an elite player and he's fun to watch. But I wouldn't drop them just because we we see what happens with RBs and injuries. It's always nice to have extra RBs on your roster. Right. As far as Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle go, you got to temper your expectations now. They're not going to see as many targets, see as much work. Right. I think they're all going to come down a little bit, but I don't see McCaffrey just going from – I mean, he's fourth right now in full PPR scoring, and he's only four points, like averaging four points a game behind Austin Eckler, who's in first. I don't – you know, I don't see him going from, you know, finishing like first – 
but like seven points above Eckler. Like he finishes first, it's going to be close. I don't see where this puts him over the moon. Like he is the clear cut RB one, and it's not really he can't get better by that much. I just think you don't pay him that, or you don't you know, give up that much to not utilize him how he was in Carolina. And Jimmy G loves dumping it down to the running backs too. But but I mean I I just don't see he's averaging like 19 points per game right now. Um, and Eckler's at like the 23, 23 range. I just don't see him going from like 19 to 27 points per game on average. So he still has a bye coming up. So he still has 11 games left. Yeah. I still don't, he's RB4 right now. Like you said, I don't see him dropping out of the our top five range this year just because he switched to San Francisco. No, but I don't think he would have dropped out, out of the top five range staying in Carolina just because he's such a dual threat. Okay. Where Nick Chubb, who started out so hot, is declining every week because he's not a dual threat. Okay. Like McCaffrey, like Saquon, like Eckler. Okay, so fantasy relevancy, this was a lateral move for CMC is what we're saying. Yeah, I mean, like, he could easily finish as the RB1, but right. he could have done that with Carolina anyways. That wasn't out of the question. And now that San Francisco has way more weapons than Carolina, that doesn't mean he's dropping out of the top 10. He's still the best running back in the league. Right, and that was, that was my other point. You know, thought process was he might just stay where he's at, but the like, he, like the opportunities might go down a little bit because there are tons of other weapons. But the touchdowns upside is there now, so that might take right. away from him not maybe not getting eight catches. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna look this up after the show. I want to see how many offensive snaps the Niners are averaging this year compared to the Panthers. And well, the Panthers are one of the are one of the worst. I I knew that, so I'm curious to see how many more snaps per game San Francisco has. Right? Do, do you think he plays this week? I don't. As of right now, he's out of my lineup, but yeah. that could change. We still got a whole weekend to see. I see. A, I have him in a Yahoo league and an ESPN league, and Yahoo's saying there's no way he's he's going to sit out. He's going to go nuclear. Pencil him in for 15 opportunities at least. And then ESPN is saying something totally different, saying, oh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's flying there. You know, we'll have to wait and see if he's actually active for Sunday. So it's, it does really help good. that it's a home game. Like if they were playing in Kansas City, I think he would be out just because, okay, you bring him to the facility, you fly him from Carolina to San Francisco. Now you fly him from San Francisco to Kansas City the same day. Right. So that does help. But from the first report I saw was he'll get red zone opportunity and that's it. Yeah, I mean, make sure it's a 325 game, so there's only five total games outside of that one you can you have a chance to swap them out for for fantasy players. Make sure if I have a noon new guys and I don't have anybody else, I think I'm just playing the noon guys as of Friday at 11, but again, that could switch. So I'm sure right. I'm just going to monitor this till an hour before the game start. So as for me as a Jeff, Jeff Wilson owner, what are you doing for this week? Uh, again, I think I'm just waiting and see. I don't. Yeah. I I truly have no answer at this point. 48 hours before kickoff. So. Yeah, I'm hoping. So I'm going back and forth right now. He's in a my, my flex. So put McCaffrey or Wilson in a flex spot. That way, right. if something happens, you can make multiple option changes as a as a different running back, receiver, tight end. Give yourself that advantage. Yeah. Um. So right now, I'm kind of waiting between him and Renfro. Just because Renfro was questionable yesterday after a full participant on Wednesday. So that's what I'm kind of debating between just because I have a couple guys on by. I'm not trusting Tyler Algier. Um, so that's the, that's the guy. This actually worked out really well for me because the four guys I'm debating between two flex spots for are all the three o'clock slates or later. So it doesn't really hurt, help or hurt me. So we'll see. Yeah. And Renfro is a three o'clock game as well. So I'll at least get up until, you know, 250 to make up my mind right all right friday question of the week this week was mason's go ahead and ask it all right so just got back from traveling what love vacations they you're so happy blah 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 but there are some negative things so just want we're gonna do a quick draft uh the three best things about a vacation the three worst things um we're just gonna go back and forth uh you can go first for the best and then I, i'll go first for the worst Okay, good. Because the best there was a slam dunk one hundred and one answer. You don't have to work. You're not going yeah. to your forty hour week, week work job. You're nowhere. Oh, I won't say no responsibilities because that could be coupled with something else. But just mm-hmm. not being able or not having job responsibilities going to work. 
Yeah, and I would say I saw I saw in a, a hilarious TikTok. It was like our generation compared to like the boomer, like baby boomer generation when they take in the holiday <laughs> or vacation. Um, and it was, hey, like I know you're taking vacation, yeah. you're gonna be off this week. Can you get this report done like Tuesday while you're on vacation? And boomers like, yeah, I'll get it done. I'll hop online really early. But we're like, no, I won't be on my phone. Like, hell no. I'm like, off, no, I'm on vacation. You're lucky I sent my out of office for you. Get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> oh, I just thought that was hilarious. I like, do not so think nice. about work for a second when I'm on vacation. I had to because I had, you know, for my work, I had a bid. So I had to hop online and just forward an email. But that was it. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, if you if you work for more than an hour, 60 minutes total on your whole vacation, you're not you better be making a boatload of money. Yeah. I ain't right. doing that for a 50K <laughs> salary. Yeah, fuck that. Um, I'm going to go just the, just the exploring new cities, new countries, just like that whole uh, being adventurous. Just the whole like, exploring part of it. Um, that was third on my list. I like, I, like, I like vacations where I'm just sitting on the beach and just chilling, you know, all-inclusive. But I also like to explore and experience new opportunities. Um, so I'm kind of like a middle person where some people just want to sit. Some people just want to explore. Yeah. I'm in the middle too. Yeah. So I think just exploring and seeing just new things really for me is my favorite thing. Uh, second on my list, everyone knows when you go on vacation, calories don't count. Ah! <laughs> you can eat whatever you ah! want, drink whatever, I'm coupling food and drink in there. You can do yeah. what you, drink whatever you want and you don't have to feel bad about it. Yeah, see, so that was my that was my two. I'm that was my two too. I'm shocked you didn't take that from me. And my my exploring is my one, so I'm like, oh, but <laughs> your exploring was your three, so I wouldn't have gotten. No, I would have taken one of those two. I'm glad I got the one I did though, because I wanted that one way more than exploring. Yeah, um, no, that's a good one. All right, so let me delete that. I just wrote no diet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't have to feel bad about anything. Um. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go down to another one because I don't think you'll take my last one. And I'm just gonna go the um the the tourist attractions. That was not on my list, actually. I think even though like oh, it's super touristy, it's busy, it's crowded, it's still it's it's part of the exploring as well. So I'm kind of like coupling it together, but going and just seeing like the things that those cities have and are known for like when i went to athens i was like i was like holy crap like this is me watching hercules as a kid all over again <laughs> and like it and it was busy um it wasn't like too crowded because it's kind of like dead season for them yeah but just going out and about and like meeting people who are from like the states and having like conversations with them and you know telling me things that they know about the attractions and me telling things that i know about the attractions and not having like that language barrier because you're gonna find people at those attractions who are more from the states, right? So I think that's why like another thing again, it's kind of like with that exploring part, but just seeing those touristy attractions. Okay. Uh, ooh, I have two left on my list. I think I'm gonna go with the last one I wrote down. It's kind of out of the box, but. So you're, you're vacationing the, the, like scenario, you and your wife. You're just, you two are vacationing. The last one I'm drafting is you get to get away from your friends and family outside of that. It's, it's so, you know, you, you, I don't know. You feel like you just become so like stuck in a rut sometimes. Like, oh, I don't really like want to hang out with my friends right. again. Like just doing something you and your wife get to do, not seeing anybody else. Like you're in totally in an unfamiliar place, new people, just like the new atmosphere, everything, just getting away from your normal friends and family like life i guess okay that is a good one you still with do you do you, do you guys have a vacation coming up soon or no what'd you say uh no we don't and uh we, we we don't we're trying to go to nashville in march but that would be the closest okay okay yeah i just didn't know if you guys had a vacation coming up or not then no, not right now. We're in the process of buying a house, so. Yeah, duh. Um, I'm going to go. <laughs> I think the, oh, man, I got two. I'm going to go the, just like the anticipation leading up for the vacation is one of the best things. 
Ooh, that was a good one that I didn't write down, but that should definitely be on a list. I think like like you get like that week of, and you get to go maybe finish shopping for like new clothes. You get you get to fi- finish planning out all your activities, taking off of work, like the whole thing leading up to it. You're just so that, that whole week. It doesn't matter if you work that week because you have a vacation at the end of it, and you're leaving everything. Right. That is a good one. I I am actually kind of sad I left that off my list. <laughs> All right, so we'll go the worst part. There are some negative things, unfortunately, with vacationing. And I'm going to go. I know which one you're going to go, and I'm not going to take it because I don't mind it. My worst one is packing and unpacking. Damn, that was definitely on my list. Okay, it wasn't. I, I think I know you're 101, um, but we're different in that way. But, yeah, the packing even though that's part of the anticipation, the packing aspect and like trying to be have your suitcase under the 50 pounds, make sure you have everything. If you forget something, you're pissed. And that unpacking is just even worse. Yep. I totally agree. Uh, first one I'm going to take is being homesick at the end of the trip. Oh, that was not my what I thought you were going to go with. Every single – I have not gone one single vacation where at the very last day I'm like, fuck, I wish I could stay longer. It's, oh, man, I just want to be home right now. Like, I'm just homesick at this point. Just get me home. And especially having fur babies. Like, right. it just makes it even like, God, just get me home to them. Right. But yeah, homesickness is definitely the worst part of vacations for me. Oh, yeah, we definitely felt it the last probably two days. We were like, okay, let's just get home to the dogs. Like, I don't even care if I have to work. Like, let's just get home to the dogs and in my own bed. Yep. All right. Uh, my next one. Oh, man. I'm going to go. And this is, you take a vacation, you know what to expect when it comes to cost, but just the cost of the, the trips these days, yep. the excursions, you want to buy stuff for your friends to bring back and family. So just the cost of everything. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was on my list too. I have two left and I know you're not going to take one of them. So I'm set. <laughs> yeah. You know, we know which one. <laughs> uh, my second pick is the flight slash drive back. When the vacation is over mm. and there's nothing left to do, but just sit there and think about work on Monday. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, talk about the worst part of a flight, an 11 hour flight coming back. Did you fly first, first class on the way back or no? No, but we paid extra for an aisle or um, the exit row. So we yeah. had like the extra leg room. Okay. I mean, that's nice. I guess, but yeah, just not just after a wedding and honeymoon coming back to work this week should have been brutal for you. Yeah, it is nice that we both do work from home. So, like, you know, like, we just roll out of bed 7.30 and log on. Like, we don't have to get ready and, you know, all that stuff. So, like, that definitely does help. But, yeah, that flight coming home, I we both didn't sleep on an 11-hour flight. We didn't sleep. Jesus, what'd you do? I watched movies. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right, what's your last pick? All right, my last one, I'm going to go with, and just because this happened to Megan on our trip, and it just kind of ruined part of those nights for her, mm. getting sick from, like, new foods, like, trying new foods, new countries' foods. Yeah. Getting sick. I, yeah, I didn't think of that one, but I, knock on wood, have not experienced that with Caterai, so, yeah, I can see how that sucks. Yeah, she had it two nights, like, the last night, too. She oh, got that sick. sucks. <laughs> And luckily, our flight got kind of pushed back um, a week beforehand, or else she would have been cutting it close getting in the Uber to the to the airport and being sick. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, so she lucked out. But I'd say that's kind of another thing. Like, you're trying these new foods. You can't drink other countries' waters. Right. <laughs> and, you, and you do it with your brush your teeth, and you get sick. Yep. Right. I know, I know your last one, so just say it. My last one is, it's a product of this. It's sunburn. It's not warm weather. It's sunburn. As a result, most when people think of vacations, they think of warm weather, yes. But the warm weather isn't what bugs me. It's my our pale-ass skin being out in the sun for two hours. That's it. And getting sunburned. You always get sunburned on the very first day, and it ruins the next few days. 
Uh, see, that's why you got to be proactive and go tanning <laughs> beforehand. You thought I was going to say warm weather in general. No, I thought you were going to go with like anything that had to do with flights and airports. Oh, the airport does suck, but no, that was that, that did not make the list. Oh, see, I enjoy airports, but oh, um, I, I know a lot of people don't. But and then, oh man, let me. I know we're like, oh, we don't have time. There's too many games. Oh, <laughs> how many games do we have? We don't have time. No, let us know what we missed in the comments on TikTok or yeah, shoot us a message, message or something. But uh, let's get right into. If we still have picks to do and we still have our starts and sits and we still have six more matchups to get through so let's do and we our... have last night's game holy hell all right let's do our starts and sits of the week why don't you go ahead and start us off with your quarterbacks all right let me get to those notes the first i know i always tease people i feel like when we talk about like oh this could be a starter of the week of the week and then i just go in the like an opposite direction don't even Did we lose you there? Uh, but first one, I think you can have some monster, monster bounce back week. Um, you still with us? Yeah, you were breaking. Yeah, up can you there. hear me? I... Yeah, I can hear you now. I'll have to go okay. and edit that the out. The first start of the week is Matt Ryan. He's kind of a hot game um, last week. He threw the ball a ton. I do know JT is coming back, um, so that might take away some of his pass attempts. But against Derrick Henry, so I think Matt. I'm... My second start of the week. And I went back and forth, and now that I'm even thinking about it, I'm... I think Tua. I think his bounce-back week is this week. He's healthy. He has great receiving options. Steelers defense, ass. So I, those are my two kind of stream starts of the week. Um, a sit of the week, again, it's Tom Brady. He hasn't really done it back-to-back weeks. Car- even though Carolina's a dumpster fire, this isn't the game for me for Tom Brady. Um, I just think it's – they're 13-point favorites, and I have them winning by 13. But I just think Tom Brady's just going to be an average start this week. And my second one, I almost picked Aaron Rodgers again uh, just because he, again, kind of like Tom Brady, they haven't done it in back-to-back weeks. Um, but my other sit for this, for this week, excuse me, is going to be Russell Wilson. He is banged up. Um, so he, he's questionable. So those are my two starts and sits. Okay. Um, my first start for running back, Josh Jacobs, Houston giving up 27.6 points per game to the running back. He's had two weeks in a row, monster games. That's, that's for sure going to continue at home this week. Uh, Zeke, another start of the week. He's playing Detroit. Do I have to say anything else? <laughs> you might have uh, to. You might have to convince me more. Ride the hot hand. Yeah. He has, yeah. I mean, I don't. I didn't write it down how many points he's put out the past few weeks, but he's being being more involved. Tony Pollard looked like he was going to be a 50-50 split the first few weeks, but Zeke was the RB eleven last week. O- only sixty-one percent of snaps. That's uh, he's been on the field over sixty percent of the snaps since week one, and yeah, that's going to continue. Uh, sit. This is pretty easy. Clyde. Two straight games outside the top 40, all with an awful matchup. He's played over 50% of the snaps, only one game this year. So, as we said in earlier episodes, if you can't, if you didn't trade him, you're stuck. <laughs> and David Montgomery. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's New England's defense giving up 15 points per game to running backs. That's second in the league. And, I mean, Herbert's not going away. The, the, everybody's been saying Monty's not the lead back. This is more of a 60-40 timeshare. Obviously, with a tough matchup, I'm fading Montgomery this week. Yeah, they, they ride the hot hands. Is the starter, which is what he is, if he's starting out, you know, six for 15, Herbert takes one for 30, which he does, Herbert might end up with most, the most carries. So, yeah, yeah you I saw have how both, and I hate it. I need Montgomery yeah. to get traded ASAP. 
Yeah, you saw how bad Chubbin Hunt did last week versus Pitt- or versus, uh, New England. Yep. Uh, so my starts of the week for receivers, even though I thought about uh, sitting Rodgers, I'm starting Alan Lazard. Um, they will throw the ball without Randall Cobb now. There are more opportunities. Whether that goes to Jones, to Tunyon, it's going to go to the wide receiver long. That's Alan Lazard. He has scored all but one week that he's played him. Going to have a big week. He's a super consistent, and he can boom um, when the opportunity strikes. Washington's pass defense is god-awful. And second, it's the roller coaster man himself, and that is Mike Williams. He's he's either going to put up 110 yards or less than 20, but still possibly out because they have a bye next week. Yep. And now Jordan Palmer's in concussion protocols. Mike Williams is a smash hit. Uh, he should be in everyone's lineup. I think this is where he's going up on the roller coaster, and then he'll be on a bye, so he'll be down for next week. Okay. Uh, my sits, yeah, I don't need know if I need to explain this one, but DJ Moore. <laughs> don't care that they just lost CMC and has a lot of targets. Look who they're coming from. They're playing Tampa. He hasn't done anything all year. Yeah. And now he's finally the leading receiver in his team. Who else is gonna be who else is gonna be, get the Robbie Anderson's ball? gone too. It's gotta be him. Terrace Marshall uh, season. Yeah. And my last it, it pain it, it hurt to do this, but just because if Russell is out, obviously the backup, you, you can never really trust backup quarterbacks, especially one we've never really seen. But Cortland Sutton, I don't know if he has a great bounce back week. Um, uh, this this week they're playing, like I said, they're playing the Jets. He couldn't do anything with um, Sertan on him. And now he's going to have Sauce Gardner, who's locking up everybody. I think it's a tough matchup for Sutton this week. Okay. Uh, my start of the week for tight end, same thing as Mike Williams, Gerald Everett. Yep. Uh, Keenan Allen's going to be – I think he is going to be out with the bye week coming up. Seattle's giving up 21.4 points per game to the tight end position. Just smash play this week. Uh, and I we were going back and forth, but I am on the Hayden Hurst train this week. He's, I think he's a great streaming matchup. Again, two top ten finishes in the last three weeks. T. Higgins did come back last week and brought him back down to earth. But, again, I'm just playing the matchup here. Uh, and for my sits of the week for tight end, I only really liked one sit. But I, I threw my, my for sure sit, Mike Kosicki, because he has an awful gritty. Just, <laughs> no, no, he has he's uh, finished outside the top 24 for this last six weeks or first six weeks. He's just too boom or bust to me. I'm playing all these other streaming tight ends over Mike Kosicki unless, you know, until he gets traded or we see a couple consistent weeks for him. Yeah. Do you, where do you, do you know or have any ideas where he's going to go, where what team could use him? The Bears could use them. They don't have a tight end. Well, they do. They just don't <laughs> use that tight end. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard any rumors for Mike Kosicki, but uh, my other guy I put in my TikTok video, but it's Robert Tunyon. We talked wow. about him on, we, we talked about him on Wednesday's episode. Washington is not giving up points to the tight end position, and I think it'll be a more running back heavy game. Okay. I don't. I think Rogers throws the ball for maybe twenty five times. Wow. That I the Packers. I'm going to put this out there and I'm going to regret it because I said this, we said this about the Jets and Giants, but the Packers should win this by double digits and not need to throw the ball that much. (laughs) We said it against the Patriots too. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm just, I'm calling my shot now that this is a get right game for the Packers. All right. Uh, Let's go to our picks here. We just did them this morning, so the lines shouldn't have updated. Uh, I'll go through my five picks first. I, I guess my first one I picked was the Packers. Minus yeah. We just talked about them. <laughs> uh, second one is the Chargers minus five. I, they're at home. I know home field advantage doesn't mean much to the Chargers as it does other teams, but I don't, I don't trust the Seahawks. Herbert had an awful game. The offense had an awful game last week, and I think this is an, uh, just like the Packers, a get-right game for the Chargers. Uh, Bears plus seven and a half. Over under is 40, so it did change by a half a point uh, since we did this. But Patriots are seven and a half point favorites with that low over under. Neither Mac Jones is supposed to be coming back. Neither of these quarterbacks are going to do good. It's going to be a ground and pound game most of the game. And I think this is just a low, very low scoring, like 19 to 13 game. Uh, Chiefs minus two. I I solely picked the Chiefs because of how fucking hot they are right now. I, it doesn't. <laughs> I know the I know the Bills just beat them last week, but the Chiefs look like the second best team in the NFL right now. 
But yeah, and they're home too. They that's a tough place to play. Or no, they're on the road. They're on, excuse me. They're they're on the road. Yeah. Uh, and then my second upset pick didn't love it, but there was really no other upset picks I loved. Broncos country, baby. <laughs> <laughs> We're going Broncos plus one. I'm still not a believer in the Jets, even though the Jets are three and zero on the road. And the Broncos I, are home too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Broncos two and one at home. The Broncos are only a one point dog, so we'll we'll ride them at home. All right, you better hope. So, do you want Wilson to play that game? I guess I don't know. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't All right, know. I'll what I said. I don't know. Ask me when the game's over. <laughs> All right, I'll go. My first one. It wasn't upset. I don't know how that they are not favored, and that's we talked about it yesterday. Giants plus three. They're on the road against Jacksonville. They been their only loss was to the Cowboys. Yes, it was against Cooper Rush, but. He also went won three other games. They beat the Packers in London. They beat Baltimore. Like they've beaten good quarterbacks. Lawrence is not in the same stratosphere as Rodgers and Lamar. Uh, this the Jags team. They don't have a serious wide receiver weapon, and they they can't stop the run either. And that's all what the Giants are great at. So I see this Giants team give me the better team plus three. Um, Going to my other upset, we talked about it with my quarterback uh, stream of the week and Matt. Uh, the Titans time, uh, JT did get hurt in that game, so I'm going to take the Colts plus two and a half in Tennessee. Uh, it's going to be just what it always is—a ground and pound game. But I'm going to trust Matt Ryan over Tannehill and the Colts receivers over Titans receivers um, when it gets uh, when it gets down to you need to make a big play. My first uh, non-upset is Tampa minus thirteen. Um, it was 11 and then Carolina traded CMC. So that's worth two points. I, I don't like <laughs> like this, especially with the over under at 39 and a half, but I just don't know what the Panthers are offense. I I'm not going to be shocked if they have a, less than 150 total yards without a score. And that just means needs two touchdowns. Right. Give me that all day with this matchup. Uh, my next one. And I actually did three upsets, but my next one I did Patriots minus seven and a half. Um, I think it will be a lower scoring game, but the the Bears, what they're good at is running because they can't throw. Patriots are great against the run. They're gonna make Justin Fields throw. Bill Belichick is a menace when it comes to young, unproven quarterbacks. And I think he's just gonna make Justin Fields in this offense look even worse than what it has all year. So and they're and they're home, right? I'm like, I'm getting my home in the way. Patriots are home. They are home. Um, and my last one, I'm going to go Browns plus six and a half. Uh, this is just solely, I was trying to get it ahead of schedule. Uh, Mark Andrews didn't practice the last two days. Uh, we don't know what's happening with J.K. Dobbins. Lamar Jackson didn't practice on Thursday. So this is kind of me just getting ahead of like, hey, if these guys are out, I'll take, I'll take the Browns plus six. Uh, the Browns can run the ball like no other. And Ravens can't really stop it that much, uh, so I'm just going to take the the point a, a touchdown against the teams that are kind of identical. That's still wild. The Giants are plus three. I don't <laughs> know. Like we're going to come back on Tuesday with a Jags win and be like, "Yeah, we should have seen this coming." Like the Giants aren't real. Oh, Jesus you know, what? like what, what do they know? They know something we don't. They know, know something is <laughs> up. That Vegas knows everybody's betting the Giants right now, and the the, the refs have to throw the game for Vegas. They yeah. have to let the Jags win. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, we got six late games to get into. First one being the Jets and Broncos. Uh, Jets are one point favorites on the road. Over under is a low thirty eight. Uh, let's talk about the Elijah Moore news since we haven't yet. Elijah Moore demanded a trade. Jets are Jets have no uh, plans to part ways with them. Took a personal day on Thursday. He's out again today, and he's out for Sunday. Now, he's not hurt. I'm assuming the coaches and him are just not happy with each other. Yeah, he. I mean, when you're a really good young receiver, you kind of want to get targeted more than once. You, and, I mean, yeah, I understand, Garrett, you know, being out, out-targeted by Garrett Wilson, but Corey Davis, come on. I'd be yeah. livid. And and I'm not, I'm not the biggest Elijah Moore truther like you are just because – we haven't seen it for we haven't even seen it for half a season. He had three really good games last year as a rookie, 
and eh, and then he was hurt. And then this year he hasn't done anything. Like I'm not the biggest Elijah Moore truther. Young, a second round talent. Um, so he, he has the ability. They're 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 not trading him. So we'll see kind of where this stale where this, you know, uh, game of chess checkers goes. Uh usually it doesn't end that well for the players. Uh but for as far as Jets fantasy players go, it's Brees Hall and that's it. It is it. It definitely is. Broncos do have a really good secondary and a solid defense. Um, but Brees Hall, he's just been on a tear, the RB6. And so he is a must play because he's been balling lately. But it could be a a lower scoring fantasy. He's not going to bust. I don't see him getting eight points, but he might not get his 20. I can see him getting like 12 just because yeah. the Broncos do have a solid defense. But he is in your lineup. 100%. Oh, other side of the ball. We're not playing Russ. This is an anti-Russ podcast from this point forward. Yep. Uh, we're not playing Melvin Gordon, even though he's listed as a starter this week. He was listed as a starter last week. Three, And that's what he said in his interview. Did you hear yep. that? Yep. <laughs> uh, Cortland Sutton was one of Mason's sits of the week. We're not playing any any Broncos this week. No, I'm really not. The, off, the offense hasn't proven anything. And I'm sick and tired of putting my trust in – Good. We're sick they're and not fucking tired. They're not elite <laughs> players, but they're good players. Right. And it's a bad offense and a bad scheme. And it's going yeah. up against a young, aggressive, good defense. I'm good. Get me out of it. Me too. Uh, next 330 game, the Raiders. Texans. Raiders are seven-point home favorites with a 45-and-a-half over-under. Uh, ESPN has them an 81% chance to win the game. So, you know, on paper, the Raiders should take care of business, but it's the NFL. We've already seen some wild upsets this year. Uh, is, was Davis Mills, is he a streamable guy or no? Hell no. Well, the Raiders are 32nd against – they're averaging 26 points per game, two quarterbacks. Do you give me any other streaming guy's name? I'll play him over Davis Mills. Justin Fields against a tough Patriots defense. Any other name besides Justin Fields? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but okay, I, I'll play. I'm going down the list. I'd play Jimmy G. I'd play Rogers. I'd play Brissette, or uh, Tua. I'd play Matt Ryan. I'd play Daniel okay. Jones. So Davis Mills is he? He could put up 20 fancy points, but there's a ton of there's gotta be better options. <laughs> okay, um, but. Damian Pierce. Only two guys that you can play for Houston, kind of what we've seen all year. Yeah. And that's Pierce. Raiders are in the middle of what they do against uh, fantasy running backs. They started off awful their past two games. Uh, they did really well against the running backs. But Pierce's uh, his head coach, Lovey Smith, came out and said Pierce needs to touch the ball 20 times. He yeah. needs the volume. Yeah. And then Brandon Cooks, he's just he's just there. Who else is who else are they gonna throw to? He's old, he's old reliable. Again, he's going to get you 10 points. And if he has a great week, awesome. But he's he shouldn't. He's never going to be a single-digit guy, honestly. But there's just no touchdown upside. So you just have to be you have to be okay with him getting 10, 11, 12 points in full right. PPR. Yep. Uh, other side of the ball, Raiders. It's full stream ahead with everybody, even Waller. If he's, yeah, I know he's questionable right now, but if he's in, I'm playing Waller. Derek Carr, great matchup. Josh Jacobs, one of my starts of the week. Great matchup, obviously, Adams. Renfro, are you playing Renfro? If if Waller's out, yes. Okay. Just, be, just because he is questionable. And if he wasn't questionable, if he had a fine week of practice and he was full participant and Waller was in, I wouldn't care. But since he did kind of tweak his hammy, I'm a little nervous. But if Waller's out, then, yeah, I'd play Renfro. Yeah, we're waiting for those Friday updates. But Thursday, Renfro did not practice, so. And if Renfro and Waller are out, we know what guy's going to take over besides Adams. Yep, Yep. Matt Collins, baby. The 29-year-old, if both of those guys are out, Matt Collins is a great streamer, a great DraftKings value. Um, We've seen what he's done with Renfro out for two weeks. Right. Uh, Next matchup, we got the Chargers and Seahawks. Chargers, five-point home favorites. Over-unders, one of the highest of the week, 50 points. People are banking on Geno to make it a game. Uh, You know, like I said, when I took the Chargers, it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I think the Chargers pull it out here. But Geno, I'm actually streaming him over us this week. Uh, I think he's a fine play. He is. The Chargers, they're 
they're up and down. They'll have a great week. They'll or they have an okay week, kind of, and then they'll give up points to eh, quarterbacks, and then they'll come back down and do well. So I think he'll be fine. This is a game where I see the Chargers jumping out to a big, a big lead, and they're gonna have to throw the ball more than they probably want to. Uh, and they got weapons for Geno, so I think he's a good stri- him or Carr. Uh, Carr. Okay. I know you would agree. Yeah. Uh, Ken Walker, fully in your lineups. He's fully the RB1 now. He saw a ton of opportunities. This is going to be a high-scoring game. And the Chargers are 29th. They're giving up 25.5 points per game to the running backs. I don't care what they did last week against uh, against uh, the Broncos. Other than that, they've given up more than 20 points in every other single week besides week one, when it was 18.2 in week one. So Ken Walker is going to have another good week. Uh, DK, you're playing Lockett, sat out of practice Thursday. Same thing with Renfro, just monitor. I don't know if he's going to play or not, so. If he's in, if he's healthy, he should be in, like we had said. This is a high-scoring game, 50-point over under. You want as many guys as you can in the pot. Uh, Other side of the ball, obviously, Williams and Everett were both of our starts of the week. Eckler's always in your lineup. Justin Herbert, he had an awful week last week. This is a get-right game for him. Yeah, how about Eckler starting out the season? Like, even though he was like a top you, running back. The the exact moment his season switched was when you threw him in our panic mode video on TikTok. I know, roasted. he saw it. <laughs> he had to have seen it because and it wasn't like he wasn't doing well fantasy-wise, but they're all coming in in the fourth quarter for garbage time. And he like he's still averaging like two yards a carry. But now – it's happening throughout the entire game, so you don't have to wait for it and then end up with 18. Now you're getting 18, and then the quarter, and you end up with 30. Right. Yeah, he's fit at two RB2, one, and four the past three weeks, so he's, yeah, he's obviously an every week starter. He showed me. He really did. Uh, the Chiefs Niners, Chiefs are two-point uh, away favorites, over under another high one, 49 points. Uh, Pat Mahomes, obviously it's Pat Mahomes. Clyde is one of my sits. Would you play Clyde in any scenario this week? No. I wouldn't have played Clyde in any week. <laughs> we were both high on him in the start of the season, how the tables have turned. We were. We, we really were. And he's showed us that he's still the same old Clyde. I have been off the boat of every single receiver this whole season. You know my opinion on whether you should play the receivers or not. Yeah, even though Juju had the big fantasy points, it was only five catches on five targets. It's not the volume that that you want on a team that has Mahomes, unfortunately. And then San Francisco, they don't give up a receivers twenty two. That's the fifth fewest to all receivers. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I, you can't really play any of these guys this week. Nope. Even in the best of matchups, I don't. I don't want to play them. And in the best of matchups, like against the Chargers, against the Raiders, against those, like it's a fifty four point spread. I would find one to stream. Not a forty nine point spread. No, not no. Just because the Niners' defense is really solid, and uh, okay, Niners' de- uh, corners a lot. And then Kelsey is Kelsey. Uh, Jimmy G, are you are you adding him to a streamable option this week? Uh, Megan picked him up. She had to, so he Who'd was the have? best option for her fantasy team for her fantasy team because she has Jalen Hurts who's out on bye, mm. so she picked him. I think it was like him and like Brissett, and she's like, well, he's cuter. So she picked him. I, I think Jimmy G's got a safe baseline of 10 points, but I think his ceiling's capped out at 20. I think he, I think his safe floor is probably 15. I'll give him 15. And he can get to 30. He threw a ton last week, ton of yards, two touchdowns with two picks hurt. And I think it's going to be the same thing this week. I think Chiefs are a better team. Niners are going to have to play catch-up. Um and he's got the weapons to do it. If CMC's in there on the goal line, watch uh, dump or little screens to him or passes to CMC in the goal line. Jimmy G's best fantasy finish this year, 22 points. That's fine. That I don't think his ceiling is 30 points. Okay, but that's this year. I mean, you're, we're looking at a small sample size. He's only played in, what, three games this year? Last year, he, did not, he played in 14 of their 17 games. His highest fantasy finish was 27 points. Yeah, so that's 30. No, <laughs> 2020. His best fantasy finish, he played in a small sample size, six games, but 
29 points. So, I, don't again, think this, I don't think this dude in a full PPR has ever put up a 30-point fantasy finish. Well, <laughs> oh, I, don't, no, I, don't, I just, don't think PPR I, is going to matter to him or not. I well, regardless of what format it is, 2019 week six, or week nine versus Arizona, 37 points. There it is. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, All right, yeah. so he'll get 23 points, and that's a fine first streamable guy. If you're like me and you have Hurts and Cousins, and you had to pick someone up, um, I'm playing Tua over him, um, just because kind of more of that matchup basis that we'll talk about next. But I think Jimmy G's an okay streamable guy. Okay. Uh, we talked about the running backs at the beginning of the show. If CMC is in and active, I think you have to play him. I think I'm leaning more towards the side of he gets 10 to 15 touches. What if you hear he's on a limited snap count? Then I'm not. Then I'm out. Less 10 touches, most likely. 10 touches. Uh, 10, oh, sorry, 10 carries. Fine. Fifth, maybe 10 carries, 15 total opportunities. I think I still play him. 15 okay. opportunities is... Uh, more than enough for CMC to be relevant. Yeah. Okay. Um, but everyone else, Kittle. I, are you riding Ayuk's hot hand with CMC I was, here now? Or I was just about to bring him up. Debo and Kittle are in your lineup, but this hurts Ayuk a lot. He's the fourth option on this team now. I don't know if I'm riding him out this week. It's a great matchup, but it is. I don't know. I I think I'm just looking. If CMC is active and in, I'm looking other ways. Okay. Yeah, if he if CMC's active, I don't think IU no matter what, if it's a limited snap count, because you know it, when CMC's in, they're gonna give him the ball. Yeah. Like they're gonna be designed place for him to get the ball. That's taken away from IU. It's taken away from everybody, but it hurts IU the most because he is the bottom of the of their weapons. Right. Okay. Uh Sunday night matchup, we got the Steelers, uh Dolphins, minus seven for the Dolphins, forty five and a half over under. I don't really know what to think about this matchup overall, like just in general. I just you saw what the Steelers did last week, but this should be a game. I I mean I don't know if I'm playing any Steelers. Oh man, Najee. <laughs> I mean the Dolphins are twentieth. You know they're they're not they're they're solid. They're fine against the run, but Najee's just not good. Could you imagine you have Najee in the Sunday night matchup? Everything, everybody else on both sides has played, and you just need a solid ten points from Najee to win your matchup. You'd still be sweating. You easily would be. <laughs> is he? Is, I'm looking it up right now. Is he even averaging ten points? Per, I'm literally looking it's up full right PPR, now. He has ten point eight average average points this year. Oh my god! The highest he scored though is thirteen point nine. Lowest is six point six. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> So, if you're playing Najee, don't expect more than 13 fantasy points. No. Okay. Um, what about Claypool? You're riding his hot hand. Uh, Steelers or Miami, they are 25th against wide receivers. But, uh, again, it's just all – there's tons of weapons out there with Deontay Johnson. Najee does – can get some passing work. Pat Fryermuth, uh, Pickens, Claypool. Are you riding anyone? I'm, I'm riding Claypool in my – uh, three flex league over Rashad Bateman. Uh, I'm just going to ride the hot hand. And I was, I was playing him before Elijah Moore incident, incidents there later this week, but yeah, I'm just going to ride the hot hand with Claypool. Okay. Yeah, Deontay Johnson. I think he played Johnson too. All right. Yeah. It's just, there's just such big question marks because they're not a good offense. They don't put up points. So you need a touchdown for them to be relevant. Right. And I... Yeah. I mean, the, I have a feeling these receivers are going to be asked a lot in our uh, start sick questions. That might not happen so. for some reason. I don't know. Um, yeah. And the other yeah, side of the ball, too, uh, we already said he's a good streamer this week. Uh, Raheem Mostert. Are we riding Raheem Mostert this week? Oh, man. He's done it. That's obviously you know, his week. He was a full participant in Thursday's practice. Yeah, and Steelers are 22nd. They're right next to Miami against the run. They just got gouged by Fournette, but that wasn't on the ground. That was in the passing, pass-catching game. Um, so I, I don't think I'm riding most of it this week. Okay. Uh, and then, obviously, the two receivers you're playing, and Gesicki was one of my sets of the week, so I'm not starting Gesicki. Yeah, the, the receivers from Miami should – should ball out like they always do. Steelers are last now when it comes to uh, fantasy points to the wide receivers. They're giving up almost 38 points per game to the receivers. Smack for those two guys. 
Uh, barn burner of a matchup we got on Monday nights. We got the Bears-Patriots. Seven and a half point home favorites for the Patriots. 40 point over under. Bears side of the ball, it's simple. I'm not playing anybody. Yeah, and I think Patriots side of the ball is getting close to that now with Damian Harris coming back. Um, I'm still playing Stevenson just because he, Harris was still limited in practice all week. He should return Monday night, but I think Harris still gets 75% of these snaps. Yeah, And, that is they'll, and they'll be running the ball a ton. Yeah, and the Bears are averaging 23 points per game to running backs. That's 27th in the league. Um, we, yeah, the the Washington Commanders, they put their running backs put up 20, and they, and the Patriots running backs are better than the than the Commanders ones. So I would say Stevenson would probably be the only Steeler that I'm comfortable with playing. Um, oh, when did he get traded? What did you say? When did he get traded? Who? You said Stevenson's the only Steeler I. Oh, okay. <laughs> Stevenson's the only Patriot running back I'm comfortable with playing, even though Jacoby Myers has been having some good, solid weeks. But Mac Jones is in. Mac Jones doesn't throw it as much as Bailey Zappi does. Um, so I think Stevenson is probably the only Patriot I'm comfortable with playing. Okay. As a Bears fan, I uh, want to apologize to America for having to watch uh, two straight primetime Bears games. So. <laughs> Gotta end soon, Anthony. <laughs> Who would you rather watch in the primetime, Broncos or Bears? Oh man. <laughs> See, it's 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 funny because I love seeing Russ play like in, on the on the national stage, but I love the Bears losing in front of everybody too. The Bears are already 0-3 at LA games. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I guess I'd rather watch the Bears just so I can laugh and make fun of you and, and poke at you and your brother. Jesus Christ. Uh, after this game, though, I don't think the Bears have – no, they have – after this game, the Bears have every single noon slate until Man, the end of the year. That's where they should be. That's where they should be this year. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that'll do it for us. Uh, we'll be posting TikToks throughout the weekend. Ask us start sick questions. Uh, yeah, we'll see you guys Tuesday. Follow us on TikTok at The Kneel Down, Twitter at The Kneel Down Pod. Remember, put those questionable guys in your uh, flex spot just in case the worst happens. They can't play and you have more options. See you next week. See ya.